0: What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Raz Project. My name is Ivan Temelkov. I'm your host, and this is where we get 100% real raw and unfiltered. If you're looking for your typical conventional podcast, you're in the wrong fucking place. Today, I have a very special guest uh, on the show. His name is Michael Dash. He is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, investor, mentor, speaker, author, and thrill seeker. He's the former president and CEO. Of parallel HR solutions incorporated and is currently in recovery for three different addictions this journey to hope follows a six-year lawsuit that's now settled in the sale of his company he spent 11 years building Michael knows the struggles are not unique to executives and entrepreneurs around the world he now gets to lead from empathy and become a much more fulfilled person while realizing what truly matters in life welcome michael glad to have you thank you appreciate being here well you know that was that was quite the bio man um so you've been through a lot of shit obviously and done a lot of things so take us back you know a few years back and let's talk a little bit about in depth about you know where you were and what led up to you know today with i know you have a best-selling book also um that i get a gonna get a chance to mention so kind of Give us a little bit of behind the story of, you know, uh, entrepreneur, philanthropist, investor, mentor, speaker, author, thrill seeker, all of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess five years ago, I found myself running a business, running and building a technology recruiting business in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm from the East Coast. I followed some business opportunities out to Utah and, um, had a business partner there, ex-business partner there. We built the company up about for five years to about five and a half million, and then I bought her out. And uh, we entered, six months after that, um, a legal dispute, which ended up lasting six years. (laughs) So uh, I found myself five years ago, running a business that was running me in a massive legal battle with my ex-business partner Uh, consumed with uh, um, work and a lot of addictive behaviors. I would pop Adderall in the morning, work my ass off all day, go to Orange Theory Fitness, go home and smoke weed, eat a pound of sushi, watch a couple hours of reality TV, and do it all again. Then on the weekends, I would go out, I would party. I would, uh, you know, at one point I had a bar uh, and a club. I would party, I would do GHB, I would be boozing, and um, I was just just kind of unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. Unfulfilled to the T. From the outside looking in, it looked like I had everything. Everybody sure. thought, oh, well, Dash, you know, he's got a, a company, he's got these houses. I had a bunch of houses I was renting out and, you know, all this other crap. But I was completely miserable on the verge of, like, like isolating myself completely every night. And, and really on the verge of like wanting to commit suicide. Um, and I went on a, a trip actually to Bali uh, about three years ago. And it completely changed the trajectory of my life. I uh, was It was a business accelerator retreat and I was sitting in this room and they basically said to me, that, well, they were talking about flow. These two people were talking about living in flow and um, basically following your intuition by making making decisions by following your intuition versus Mm -hmm. like logically thinking about what you were going to do before you made decisions in your life. And I never really thought about things like that. And they were giving out examples of how they were able to manifest, uh, you know, certain things in their life and all these synchronicities that were going on and how they got out of their corporate jobs that they were very successful in, but that they weren't fulfilled in. And they were being flown all over the world to teach these things. And like, I was sitting there and I was like, you know, this is a bunch of bullshit. Um, I didn't believe a word of it. I met it with all resistance but I was so miserable, and I actually called them out. There were 30 people in this, in this uh, um, little session, and I called them out. I said, this sounds like bullshit. I'm like, synchronicity? I'm like, first of all, I've never used that word in my life, and that's what you call coincidence. If you work hard, then good shit happens to you. Like, yep. that's just what I believed. So I resisted all everything they were saying, but at the end of it, they're, they're like, let's talk after. And I was in so much agony and misery and frustration with where I was in my life and being unfulfilled and allowing this company to actually run me where I was completely reactive all day long, every single day, uh, that I, I sat and I met with them. And at the end of the meeting, I still didn't really believe them, but I flew back to the US thinking this one thought over and over in my head. And that thought was, would it be so bad to live a different way? And i just sat with that and it felt so light to me because i felt so heavy at the time yeah that i said screw it i'm going to take their course they were offering this course it was like 1200 bucks uh and i'm not going to judge it and i'm just going to listen to what they say and i'm going to take it and because prior to that i was born on the east coast and raised there so people who talked about energy and flow and astrology and all and, and yoga and meditation like they were all full shit like mm-hmm. i was kind of brought up in this bubble where it's like don't trust those people they're weirdos they're just going to try to scam you out of money so i i didn't believe in any of it but, but i decided what the hell i was miserable i'll uh, i'll take the course and i took this 12-week course and it it really changed the trajectory of my entire life
0: yeah so i want to go back a second to you know, you were you, you were talking about um, how you were kind of at a high, right? You were running your business and, but then, you know, you were drinking and, and doing drugs and all of this stuff and suicidal thoughts. And do you think that it was a way for you to kind of curb the edge of what was happening in business or was it something else?
1: No, I just wanted to get away from it all. I, I mm-hmm. didn't want to think about it. I just didn't want to think about the all the challenges all the decisions making the decision every 15 minutes every day for yeah. years on end i was just exhausted with thinking about the lawsuit how much i was paying yeah the lawyers like the business my employees you know employee reviews taxes uh operations hr i mean you know if you're not an entrepreneur it's hard to relate but when you are an entrepreneur we don't stop thinking like the just because the business hours aren't going doesn't mean the business isn't running right it's 24 7 with us so i was kind of exhausted with the whole thing and i just wanted to move on i mean not move on i just wanted to like escape it and that was my escape the drugs are my escape. And, you know, prior to that, I had a gambling addiction for 20 years. And so gambling used to be my escape just in life. But now it graduated, and cocaine back in the day. But now it had graduated to like more acceptable drugs, like Adderall, because it's prescribed, and like sure. marijuana, because everyone smokes marijuana. And, you know, uh, not GHB isn't so uh, in the mainstream, but like, I would do that too. So it was, it was the way I escaped the reality I didn't wanna
0: face. Yeah, you know, the reason I asked this question is because uh, it's from an entrepreneurial standpoint, primarily, I think us entrepreneurs, you kind of hit the nail on the head, is that we're really forced to think all the time. You know, our, our lives get immersed into entrepreneurship. And in fact, I've seen this with a lot of people who, you know, grow businesses, that it becomes, they become so intertwined in the business that, as a result, they trade off that for things that happen in their life, you know, and they try to curb the edge. They try, you know, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs who go through divorces, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs who just a lot of things that happen because they're so immersed into the the business world. So you came, you know, you went to this retreat that you mentioned, they went to Bali. And by the way, when you were talking about, you know, people selling you shit, I mean, that's kind of how I was raised, basically, is just that, you know, these people are going to sell you shit that doesn't really work, you know, because that's the immediate reaction that you have because you don't know what it is. Right. You're hesitant. You're putting up uh, uh, your, your shield and saying, well, this doesn't fucking work because, you know, well, you haven't tried it, right? But you took a leap of faith on this that ultimately changed your life, correct? 100%.
1: I mean, we are programmed and we are wired by not only our parents, but by media and by the people we we surround ourselves with, our friends, right? So, my, you know, the most ignorant thing I ever did in my life, and I lived the majority of my life this way, is adopting other people's opinions about things that not only I have never tried, but most of the time they have never tried it.
0: Right. And then here
1: they're saying, You know, don't pay attention. Don't listen to that bullshit. You're really going to buy into that. Yeah. And and we adopt them as if they're our own beliefs. And even when, you know, and and even if they did try them, the same thing that resonates with me isn't going to resonate with my best friend. Isn't going to resonate with my girlfriend. Isn't going to resonate with my parents.
0: Right.
1: Try things. My biggest piece of advice is try things for yourself tap into your curiosity and being curious as a human. What we lose so much of as we're adults is that curiosity factor and try other activities. And you will find activities that you resonate with and then incorporate those into your life and then do those activities with other people. And then you're building community and you're building tribe. And then all of a sudden, like for me at least, I had multiple tribes because I've done this over years and years, and now I have multiple tribes in my life that where if I'm feeling weak in a certain area if I'm feeling like not great or unsupported or whatever, I can tap into these different tribes, whether it's in travel, whether it's in flow, whether it's in entrepreneurship, whether it's in relationships, you know, whatever it is, whether it's in mindset, you know, I have right. groups of people now that I've built in these areas of my life that I can lean on in times of need.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing that you mentioned that I wanted to touch upon is um, as human beings, um, we have been taught to to be skeptical uh, towards a lot of things, you know, playing things safe. Uh, so when you were talking about, because I can, I can resonate a lot with a lot of that being an Eastern European is that. You know, growing up was like, no, don't try this because, you know, we haven't tried it and it's new and it doesn't work. Right. But that's just said is, is that I think in the entrepreneurial world, it's the complete opposite. You need to try more. You need to experiment more. You never know. It could be that one thing that could be life changing, like this program that, the, that you took. And you're absolutely right about the type of people that we surround ourselves with you know there's this the saying out there that you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with and it's completely true because let's let's face it if you surround yourself with millionaires right with people who are successful you're far more probable to be successful because you're absorbing and adapting their habits and what they're doing That's making them successful in life in business, you know, in everything. Now, you'll never see, you know, positive people surrounding themselves with negative people because they don't have anything positive to bring to the table. And I think that's just it is as we're raised, because when you were talking about this, I could totally relate to this as an Eastern European, you know, being raised to go to school, get education, get a job, do everything by the book that's been done for generations and generations and generations. Well, you can't expect a different result in your life and in your business if you keep doing the same shit that everybody else is doing, right? Like following the book to a T and, and executing the same way that people have done for generations and generations. For instance, What baby boomers did is not what millennials are doing and Gen Xers and so on and so forth, right? So when you were talking about this, you know, it was really interesting. So you, I mean, what the question I have for you, and this is one that I always ask, is what enticed you to take that leap of faith, you know, to take that program? Uh,
1: Basically, uh, I was miserable, miserable as fuck. That's it. Yeah. And, and I, it came to like, what do I have to lose? Like 1200 bucks. What? it's not that big of an investment. You know, what do I have to lose? So it won't work. But I was like, I was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on my lawyers on this lawsuit. I was so pissed off. I was angry all the time. I felt this heavy feeling of like yeah. the bit. I mean, look, and first of all, I don't want anybody to feel bad for me. These are high society problems. Don't get me wrong. There's people who can't even fucking eat So <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And all these problems, okay, they were self-inflicted wounds. I caused them all. I caused them all, or I played a major yeah. part in them. Just like most of us, most of our problems are self-inflicted. So at the time i was just absolutely miserable okay i was running this company that was running me i was in this six-year lawsuit at the time it was like a five-year lawsuit right and i felt there was no end in sight um, I had these four, three houses I was renting out and I was managing them and shit was driving me crazy because I get calls out of nowhere, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to fix this or fix that and all this bullshit. And I'm trying to mm-hmm. run a company, trying to deal with a lawsuit and now I'm managing these houses. I could have easily given it to somebody else, but no, I chose to, you know, be the hero of everything, and manage it, right? Then I was trying to be this big shot right buying everybody drinks at the bar you know having the open tab taking people out you know being the life of the party all that right. stuff getting hammered you know waking up not knowing who the person next to me is like what the fuck? um and like totally unfulfilled in everything that i did right. totally unfulfilled and then getting high all night you know every night and eat and it was just like it was it was miserable actually it was miserable, and it was robotic, and it was kind of the same over and over and over. So I was just like, screw it. What do I have to lose?
0: Yeah. You know, you made a very interesting point um, that I wanted to touch upon. Is this The reason I asked the question of what entice to take the leap of faith is, you know, I think you came to a realization that what's the worst that could happen? I lose 1200 bucks, right? But best case scenario is this changes my life. Now, I wasn't
1: even thinking that way, to be honest with you. I wasn't <laughs> thinking this was going to change my life at all. I'm just like, okay. all right, I'm, I'm, like, I'll, I'm just going to try this, whatever. I have nothing to lose. And I just went into it like that.
0: So you didn't really even have a sense of optimism. You were just like, huh. what the fuck, you know, just... 1200 bucks goes down the toilet. I mean, I've already wasted hundreds and thousands of dollars on getting drunk, getting high, and all and this. The other- lawsuit,
1: really. The lawsuit, you know, was killing me at the time yeah. more than anything. I was getting drunk and high because I was running from the lawsuit. I was running from like the business, you know, I was running from dealing with employees. Leave. Small businesses are challenging to operate. Um, and um, when you have a lawsuit going on, they're really challenging to operate. So um, Sure. I just wanted an escape really uh, and, and I was like whatever these people said all this shit changed in their life let me try it let me see if it happened uh, you know if it's possible things can change in mind.
0: Yeah yeah that's well, really interesting that they, they meant that you mentioned that because first of all and the way that you approach this is that I think traditionally most people would see someone like you as a menace to society right because you're not really doing anything positive to impact the world in a positive way but you know there was something that that made you realize and take that leap of faith of hey i'm actually i'm gonna try this you weren't even optimistic and a little did you know, i mean you you did not have a, a freaking clue that this was going to completely transform your life that you know, this, this course that, that you took was going to change the trajectory of you, you know, becoming a, a recovering addict and, you know, just really transforming your life. So what advice would you give to other people that are in similar situations?
1: Um, so I, the advice that I give is try things for yourself. Mm -hmm. experiencing experience them yourself you know first of all this course is amazing if anybody's interested in in you know learning how to follow your intuition my intuition has never really led me the wrong way it's my conscious mind that leads me the wrong way when i sit there and I, i i try to think of practical reasons to do something or not to do something that's when I've made the wrong decision. But when I intuitively follow what the energetic pull is towards, for, from me, what I feel in my gut, some people would say it's their gut, right? Then I've always been led the right path. So if anybody's interested in that, it's called Flow Consciousness Institute. Uh, and I'm glad to refer anybody. But in any case, I would say, look, change is easy. We convince ourselves that change is hard, but it is not hard. And I suggest starting change by making small shifts in your schedule, by doing small things, not by writing this list of oh, it's 2020. I'm gonna change A, B, C, D, E, F. <laughs> bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. This is how some people approach it, where they're gonna make all these drastic changes in their life, and then they end up making none of them. Or they do it for two weeks, a month, and they fall off. My the what, what's worked for me is I make small shifts in my life. So for instance, one of the shifts I, I've been making is I want to start reading again. I stopped reading, right? I haven't been reading as much at all. So I committed to reading 20 pages a night, okay. 20 pages a night. Okay. And if I don't hit it one night, that's fine. I just get up the next day and I make a commitment to myself that I'm going to do it that night. And then all of a sudden I've gone through, you know, 15 books for the year or more. Sure. But what I don't do is beat myself up the day I miss it. I just make sure I do it the next day and making that. So then you incorporate that in your life and then you start feeling better about yourself. You're like, all right, good. I got a task done. And then incorporate something else in your life. Like I'm going to commit to, you know, going on a walk 30 minutes a day, no music. I'm going to, I'm going to really enjoy the environment around me. And I'm going to really allow myself to have a quiet mind. Yeah. And then you start doing that. Right. And and all of a sudden, then you have more momentum. So you've made a couple different shifts. Right. You have a clearer mind, not filled with so much noise all day long. We are constantly consumed with noise. Constantly. Right. Everywhere. So anyway, these are like two examples. And then you can take a bigger leap and say, you know, I, I want to, you know, start eating better. I want to start going to the gym more. I want to, you know, whatever it is whatever it is. Uh, I want to write a book, you know, whatever it might be. But start with some small things, incorporate those in there in your life. And then you start building momentum and confidence. And then you can make bigger shifts. And all of a sudden, you've made some significant change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, what's really ironic about what you just said is this that um, I actually just wrote a blog post about this two days ago is this my 2020 rule. And my 2020 rule is initiative. And you were kind of talking about all these things, like making all these small changes. I think people really strive to create big impact in their lives or even an impact in other people's lives, but they don't understand that it starts with small footsteps, right? Just, just take an initiative in one area. Like you, like you said, is this start here and then start here. And eventually once you've made improvements in various small areas, it contributes to the big picture, right? Um, so it was really ironic that you said that, because that's one of the things I, I personally want to focus a lot more on in 2020. And even though in 2019, I also set goals, and even though I met about 50% of my goals, I still didn't meet the other 50%. And I think it's because the word initiative, taking action against small things one at a time, wasn't as centric as I hoped to be in 2019. So that was very ironic that you said that, that, you know, I think a lot of people try dr- try to take, try to eat the whole pie, right. As opposed to taking small bits of it at, until they actually master, you know, small areas in their life. And then they can venture out. Like you said, you know, you want to, want to write a book or you, you want to start reading more. So, you, you know, you start, started reading like a couple of pages per night. And eventually you worked up to 15, 20 pages. It's small steps. You know, it's, you gotta be able to crawl before you can walk. And I think that really translates into entrepreneurship because a vast majority of entrepreneurs think that they're going to blow up overnight. They're going to be the next fucking Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or Elon Musk, or, you know, anyone else that, you know, is very philanthropic and, and has achieved something monumental in the business marketplace, or really just became a badass fucking human being, you know? Um, so that was a really, really good point that you mentioned. Uh, Michael, I, I really, really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I'm sure this could go on and on for hours. Um, you have a, an amazing story, you know, just getting a glimpse at it. But um, one thing that, you know, I wanted to close things off with is, first of all, uh, how can people connect with you on social media? What's the best way to reach you?
1: Yeah, I would say Facebook or, or LinkedIn. Um, Facebook on One, and LinkedIn michael okay. Um So I I would say those are the best too. If you're on Instagram, it's m-1. And um, if I have a coaching program, I coach other entrepreneurs uh, who are looking to grow their businesses, double their businesses within the next 12 months. Uh, You know, I had a $5.5 million company myself. So if anybody's interested in learning more about that, I'm uh, glad to set up a a free uh, 45-minute consultation. Uh, They can reach me at michael at michaelg-.com. And then just lastly, I would say I wrote a book called Chasing the High, and it's an entrepreneur's mindset through addiction, lawsuits, and journey to the edge. I have great tips in here for not only entrepreneurs, but for, for everyone. You know, I have a chapter called The Habit of Habit Making, and it's similar to some of the stuff we've been talking about, but the importance of building habits into your life and you know, trying out new activities and when they resonate with you, incorporate those in your life because as we evolve it as humans, we want our habits to evolve with us. So, you know, that, that's just some of the stuff in here and you can find it on Amazon or at chasingthehighbook.com.
0: Very cool. Well, Michael, I wanna thank you for your time. Um, make sure that people can pick up that book um, as well uh, and check out all the great tips uh, and insight. I want to thank you again uh, for jumping on the podcast and jamming with me.
1: Thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me. Lastly, sorry, I didn't mention it. Uh, If you want to check out my website, it's Michael G dash. I have a weekly newsletter with free tips and videos that I send out to anybody who might be interested And I'm glad to have you a part of it.
0: Very cool. Thanks, Michael.
1: Thanks, Ivan. Have a great day.